Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Talking Lock Street this hour about what happened on Saturday night and the, the fallout from that uh, horrific event that occurred. A lot of emails, a lot of social media response to this. I appreciate that at uh, bkelly900chml.com on email and on Twitter at CHML Bill Kelly. Dave writes, uh, there are not adequate words in the English language to describe the actions and characters of these cowards. This gang is deliberately attempting to kill Hamilton's comeback. We as a community need to push back. My message to these cowards, get out of town. Uh, look at, and I understand, you know, we talked with Mark Stewart from uh, the Kirkendall neighborhood at the beginning of this hour, and, and Mark had a very positive message on this, and we, some of the business owners that have been impacted, some of them had uh, windows smashed and businesses disrupted, uh, have been praising the, the way that the community has rallied around that. And that's a great story, and it's not surprising because that's Hamilton, and that's what they do. And I know this is supposed to be a love lock thing coming up next weekend, and that's, that's kind of nice. But right now, you should be angry. You should be angry that this even happened, that there are people in this community that would perpetrate these kind of deeds on small businesses, and that a, an action like this can happen. And people can actually move to, from Duran Park all the way across over to Lock Street, march down Lock Street, and start terrorizing people that are out there spending their money trying to help the local economy damaging cars, desecrating properties. You should be angry. And we should be demanding some answers about why this happened and how this happened and who's supporting them. And there are people that support them. I'm shocked at some of the stuff I've seen on social media. Oh, maybe they have a point. Absolutely not. There is no excuse. There is no rationale. There is no justification for idiots like this walking down the street smashing businesses and smashing cars. That's not protesting. That's vandalism. And it's illegal, and it's breaking the law. And the law should be coming down heavily on them. We'll get some more of your comments in just a couple of minutes. Uh, when we were talking with Anthony Urcioli, uh, who was uh, there in the neighborhood when this happened on Saturday night, he lives in the neighborhood, uh, he mentioned about the Try Hamilton program that's been going on. Krista Boyer is with Try Hamilton. She's been on our program before talking about that. And it's a great attempt to try to get the good news out about Hamilton. And uh, and she has been, well, running into things like this in the past. And uh, first of all, she joins us on the program. Krista, I want to thank you for jumping in today on short notice. Appreciate the time. Oh, thanks for having me, Bill. I wish I was here under different circumstances. Well, so do I. And and uh, you know what? You could be forgiven if you just sat there and said, well, been there, done that, because you've seen this before, haven't you? Uh, many times over. Uh, it, although I don't want to take away from uh, as far as what everyone experienced on Lock Street because it was atrocious. We did have an event um, which was somewhat parallel, uh, but not, not to the same detrimental effect. Uh, though still still somewhat violent and, and still completely mis misplaced and misdirected. Well, exactly. And, and I know it's, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but, but what you have seen is pushback and, and violence. I mean, you know, when people throw things at a bus and people throw things at people, that, that's, that's violence. I mean, that's, that's not protest. That's taking it to the next level and an illegal level. Oh, absolutely. It's organized rioting. That's what Lock Street experienced on Friday. And, and to be quite honest, uh, I'm happy that I'm on the show with you today because there is a greater problem here, and it's the fact that this hasn't been addressed prior to. Um, this this has been going on for some time uh, along Barton Street, as Anthony mentioned. There have been businesses that have been targeted there on James Street as well, and then outside into Westdale uh, and in Cumberland as well. We've seen some uh, incidents of vandalism, which has gone unchecked and un 
monitored by Hamilton police and by the city of Hamilton. And it's, it's gotten to a point where the police have, have by, by our, our encounters and by our impressions, become apathetic to this up until now. And I only, can only hope that they seize this as an opportunity to say, we've had enough of this, uh, and this needs to stop. You've met with police. You've talked to police about this. What have they told you? Uh, to be quite honest, my conversations with Hamilton police uh, left me completely disenfranchised. Uh, and with a lack of faith in their ability to manage this group that is responsible for these types of incidences. There was a group of us that met with uh, the city of Hamilton and Hamilton Police back in the fall. The purpose of our meeting was to enlighten them as far as our own experiences along Barton Street and and in some neighboring areas. And instead, we were met uh, first with a defense and, and second with a lack of knowledge which was quite daunting, considering that we, you know, within our group, we had our own incident numbers. We have, we have been reporting this to police. We have, you know, my, my event where we had 40 protesters show up in 2016, where one of their officers was assaulted in, uh, as Anthony mentioned, where one of the hats was stolen. This is not new. And this group has been escalating, and we knew this was happening. We've been watching them very closely. And we made this aware to him, to police, that they are taking a letter from what has been happening in Montreal, which is this blitz-style type of attack, and that we were concerned that they were going to be going in the exact same direction as what's been happening in Montreal. And we felt after that meeting with Hamilton Police in the city of Hamilton that our concerns were falling on deaf ears. What about, uh, you mentioned that you've been dealing with the city. What about the political response to this? Uh, obviously, your conduit, uh, your portal, I guess, for, for that sort of dialogue would happen either through city staff or maybe even more specifically through some of the people on Hamilton City Council that, that represent those wards. Are you getting any support, any response at all? No, no whatsoever. No. Uh, in fact, we sat with one of the councillors who uh, first tried to chalk it up to say that this is just mischief. Whereas it's gone beyond mischief, uh, it's it's entered into the realm of public safety prior to Lock Street. Mistrust. I, what, what, I'm, I'm baffled by that phrase. Why would mistrust actually be be used as a characterization here when you've got people that are protesting and throwing things at other people? That's not mistrust. Or mischief. Mischief. That's what they. He was accounting. They they wanted to chalk it up to mischief, and you know we obviously felt it's greater than that because these these individuals have been or this group. Uh, has been targeting businesses on Barton Street for some time, uh, and one business in particular to the point where they've been terrorizing them. They've been showing up in, in uh, small groups and standing outside of their establishment and screaming at them and telling them to leave the city and vandalizing their space. Uh, and then in past, they made a target out of me as well, where they've been reaching out to me through social media. They've targeted buildings that I've been associated with by vandalizing them. And uh, it, to say that this is mischief, it goes well beyond that, because I was concerned about my own public safety. I was concerned about the public safety of others with my events. Um, that was definitely a concern of mine when I host these community events, uh, especially after the first one where we actually had a presence where these individuals showed up, I was concerned moving forward that I couldn't run my events because I was potentially going to have these incidences reoccur. But you went to police. I want to mm-hmm. be clear on this, Krista. You went to police and expressed concern about your own public safety. Yes. And they yes. said what? 
Um, well, the only time, I, at, at first, I would say that, um, you know, they were humoring me. If, I, it later, I, at first, it seemed as if they were acknowledging it and they understood it, you know, now that they were hearing my side of it and that they, they saw that there was a bit more happening than what they suspected originally. However, following uh, our initial meeting and through some follow-up uh, sit-downs with Hamilton Police thereafter, it felt as though that they had been humoring me and that they actually had no intention on really realizing uh, the nature of this group and what they're responsible for. So basically then, given your history, you're not surprised at what happened on Saturday night. I'm not. It's unfortunate, but this is something that we were uh, fearful of happening. Uh, the fact that it's happened is it's not a surprise at all. I find it interesting, just in our conversation over the last five minutes or so, Christy, you've uh, a couple of times used the phrase, these people. Uh, and when you've talked to police about that, they, they refer to them as this group. Uh, and then I, I juxtapose that with the, the statement, and that's all we have from police at this stage is a, a written statement uh, that says that they're investigating this and not sure who's responsible. Uh, it sounds to me as if these are people that, if I can use a phrase that gets thrown around an awful lot, are known to police, at least the people that are are akin to this kind of behavior. So, I mean, they they do have a starting point there if they wanted to use it. Absolutely. They've had that starting point for some time now. Yet it goes on. Yes. What's Unnecessarily. The, and these these are, what I find fascinating about this and troubling and damn right sickening, frankly, is that what these idiots are doing is targeting local businesses, small businesses. I, I, like, like Anthony mentioned in our discussion a few minutes ago. You know, if, if they've got this idea that, well, you know, capitalism is wrong and we want to fight no that's that's you know go after the big guys instead they're going after mom and pop businesses that are set up little storefronts and are trying to make a go of it in this city uh and and we know the kind of you know barriers and the problems that they're facing on a consistent basis and then you've got idiots like this coming along throwing rocks through the window and trying to destroy those businesses you can tell the, the only goal these people really have here is just to be destructive and that's it entirely you know they'll they'll claim a cause for whatever allows them to behave in this manner. And it's, it's not any surprise either that they choose the small businesses because that's where they can have the, greater, the greatest impact. If they go after the larger corporate uh, corporations, the corporations have the type of funding where they can simply turn around these events. Whereas when they hit like Donut Monster in the, in the manner that they did, you know, they disrupted their business, uh, now they have the task of having to replace all the windows, and they knew, and they know, and that's entirely why they target businesses like Donut Muster and all the other ones on Lock Street, is because it will have a great, greater impact. And further to their cause, I'm using quotations here, uh, you know, whether it be anti-gentrification, that's been my experience with them, that they've been, you know, toting around this, this banner of anti-gentrification. It's, it's unfortunate that they're using this cause as, for, as their reason for behaving in the manner that they are because it can make us as a community become less compassionate towards those who are being harmed by gentrification. Well, yeah, but I, I listen, we, that's a discussion that I'm sure that has to be had and, and, and is happening not just in Hamilton but in other communities as well. But if you're going to slap the label of gentrification on every apt attempt to improve dilapidated neighborhoods. I think we need, you know what, we better stop right there and, and, and get some, some definitions uh, identified because uh, that, that's a, a broad-based phrase that people are simply using as, a, as a, an inane justification for what they're doing. Listen, there's a lot more to be discussed here. 
Uh, Krista, I, I know it's an upsetting time for you, and I know that you're going to move forward with the work that you're doing at Try Hamilton. Uh, but you're going to have you know be looking over your shoulder, waiting for this sort of thing to happen again. We'll stay in touch on this, but I really appreciate you adding some uh, some insight into this today. Thanks for this. Oh, thanks, Bill. Thank you for having me, Krista Boyer from Try Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger was uh, on Lock Street yesterday after the events of Saturday night, uh, talking to a number of the residents and a number of the businesses. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Mr. Mayor, thanks for uh, taking some time on uh, what I'm sure is a busy Monday for you. Yes, good morning, Bill. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this. And I, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, uh, Mr. Mayor, I'm, I'm I'm all for this idea about, yeah, let's, let's get behind the Lock Street businesses and, and support that. But I think there's a greater question, and as a member of the Police Services Board, I'll throw this out to you. Uh, I think we need to get some answers as to how this is happening, why this is happening, and, and why some of these groups that have been identified by a number of citizens like Krista Boyer and others that are saying, look, at these people have been around for a while. Why aren't you doing something about this? Well, I mean, people are uh, are entitled to have uh, an opinion and a, and a you know a personal view or an ideology that uh, that is the essence of free speech in our country. But uh, when they start to act out in a in a violent manner, the way that uh, it happened on Saturday night, that's when it becomes criminal activity, and that's when uh, we we need to start digging in a little deeper in terms of who these people are, why they were there, who who was there throwing rocks or uh, threatening people or threatening property uh, and doing the damage. And uh, bring them to justice. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, crimes are not committed because people want to get together and share an ideology. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, I, I would say this: that the police are generally well aware of the groups that are out there that need to be monitored and uh, kept an eye on. Uh, that that includes gangs. That includes uh, you know dis- disruptive organizations. Uh, you know, they have uh, they have uh, they have records of uh, those kinds of organizations, and they do track what they do. But uh, but they uh, you know more uh, you know if, unless they get into criminal activity there's not much that uh, that the police can do ahead of time. No, I, so I, I get that. Say, uh, I get that. But, but you know when when if we're to believe the st- the reports we've heard so far, uh, this group started organizing around Duran Park, which is a considerable distance away from Lock Street. Uh, we're throwing rocks at police that responded to that call, and and you figure and and I'm told that police simply followed them down the street over to Lock Street. I mean, already uh, in my mind, they've engaged in criminal activity. I I just think it's something that has to be discussed at the next police service board meeting about conduct on this and 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 about police action and how they responded to this. And I I I'm with you, I but I think this city does provide forums for that kind of debate about gentrification or any other issue. And it does yeah. allow for peaceful protests. You have them at the City Hall Plaza on a continual basis and in other locations. Right. And, and, and you know, when we had people from the indigenous community that wanted to protest the road, the expressway a few years ago, well, they closed the road down and let them march in a peaceful protest. But throwing rocks and vandalizing properties and, and cars and, and, and threatening people, that's a whole different ballgame. Correct, and uh, and you know when you have a mob of thirty people doing that, that's a that's a particularly difficult difficult thing to uh, to manage and challenge, especially when you're caught off guard. You don't know what's happening, and they come in by surprise. So, I'm not here to second guess the police. I think that's an unfortunate thing that people are doing. I think they made exactly the right call. It could have been uh, much uglier. In fact, uh, you know, had uh, had the uh, the the whole issue escalated into uh, you know even more uh, threats and more harm. And so, uh, you know, I think I think police are always in a difficult situation, and it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and say you could have done this, you could have done that. I got the full briefing from the chief yesterday and from the staff sergeant that was on duty. Got a pretty good understanding of how it rolled out, and uh, I think they made exactly the right call. Having said that, it'll be discussed, and you know what? Uh, these kinds of things we want to prevent. 
Uh, we want to be able to be prepared, but uh, it's hard to be prepared when people are doing this in isolation and, uh, you know, just coming out of the woodwork and all of a sudden, boom, there's a gang of 30 hooded uh, thugs out there throwing rocks and, uh, and destroying property and potentially hurting people. Now, fortunately, no one was hurt. Uh, that's a good thing, but uh, you know, throwing rocks and uh, you know, indiscriminately in, into neighborhoods and through windows where people are seated, sitting and eating, are uh, you know, potentially could uh, seriously hurt someone. So they're, they're this is criminal activity. I don't think we should see it as anything. But having said that, you know, some are trying to characterize this as a protest movement. I don't know what the message is. I haven't heard a message. Uh, if there's a, a message about, uh, you know, an in, uh, intensification and gentrification, fair enough. We're well aware of that. And there are a number of things that we're trying to do to try and balance things out. Income inequality, much is being done. Uh, obviously not enough for those that are on the marginalized side, but we're doing much and we're well aware of it. And it's in, in some respects, not something that we can totally can control. So we're doing our best. So the question then becomes is what, what's criminal activity and what's, safe, legal, reasonable protest, this is not that. And I agree. And, and as I mentioned earlier, there is a forum for that sort of discussion and debate. And uh, But but I'm not going to legitimize what happened on Saturday night as a, as a protest. I mean, when people cover their sure. faces and, and destroy other people's property, that's that's not protest. That's criminal activity. And I, I'm just right. hoping police treat it as such. And, and we may have to agree to disagree on, on the reaction to this because they knew that this group was here. They saw them marching down the street towards Lock Street, and uh, and well, we saw what ensued. Anyway, it's ma- it's national news, Mr. Mayor, uh, for all the wrong reasons, and it, it's running counter to to the positive message that's come out of the city right now. So obviously, uh, we've got some some work to do here to try to to eradicate that from people's minds and start talking about what's going on in Hamilton. Well, and you know, and, and, and we can certainly turn that into a positive. So, you know, it's a negative activity that uh, no one would, would, have, would have liked. Uh, I would say the positive that comes out of this for me was uh, the, uh, the, the, the show of support from uh, the residents, uh, not only in the neighborhood, but from the entire city, to come down to Lock Street in the area, support the neighbors, support the businesses, uh, you let them know that we care, that, uh, you know, the notion of, uh, if there's an attack against any one of us, it's a ta- an attack against us all. It was really quite evident uh, yesterday, uh, you know, as I wandered around uh, through Lock Street. So I'm heartened by that. I think that is a, a good message. I would say that the the thuggery was uh, ineffective. What it did, in fact, was uh, was inspired people to gather together even more and stand against this. And that uh, that's the, the the positive side of this whole scenario. So. No one, no one's looking for this kind of activity. Uh, we need to respond accordingly. The, the police will take this significantly seriously, and I'll make sure that that happens. And I have no doubt that they do. And they are, they're, they're turning over every stone, every piece of video, every picture, every piece of information that they can gather that hopefully the public at large can share that uh, will help them uh, capture some of these folks and uh, bring them to justice and let them practice their, their, uh, their anarchy or their ungovernability in jail. Well, a lot of witnesses, obviously a lot of video from uh, from cameras of people that were on site, and uh, hopefully you can get some answers on this. Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for the time today. Greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.